All right. Oh, hello. Hello, hello. How's it going? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. I yeah. was talking to them, but that's fine. Oh, how are you? We'll wait. Great. Good? Okay, All good. right. <laughs> I, I heard good. I heard good. Mm-hmm. I heard good things. So, we're back. Season three, episode six. Mm-hmm. So, we're over the hump. We're over the hill. Yes. We we're, are, on the, we're on the, the back nine. We're in our 40s of the season three episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> o- over the hill is, is 40, right? Is that what that is? Oh, I don't know. Over the hill is 40. Oh, okay. You got you made it over. You're almost there. Fuck you. <laughs> You're almost I'm not almost there. Yeah. I have several years. Close enough go. for me. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Cody's gonna hit a fucking pounding later. Wait, well maybe well uh, okay. if only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be so lucky. Uh, all right. All right. So what do you uh, got for me? So what we're gonna do is go through another uh, moral question for Cody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, your moral question this week is aliens. No, right. I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I wrote what about them? I wrote he... down. I was I was trying to think of like what question to do, and I was thinking of like pressing questions like, is there life after death? Aliens, do they exist? Mm. And then I kept going down the line, and then I was Those like, are moral. these are, they're not moral. Yeah. There's nothing moral Good to questions, it. but... Great questions. Yeah. But I don't really want to put our dirty laundry in that effect That's like an there. existential kind of thing. Right. Like... So, there's a movie called Sophie's Choice. Okay. So I wanted to give you Sophie's Choice. Okay. All right, so in Sophie's Choice, it was a novel in 1976 written by uh, William Styron. Um, and it later was adapted into a movie uh, starring Meryl Streep and Kevin Klein in uh, 1982. Okay. So the story for Sophie's Choice. Choice? Choice. Choice? Is a Polish woman was arrested by the Nazis. And for being Polish and not Jewish, she was rewarded. And her reward was she get she got to keep one of two um, of her offspring. Oh, so fuck. She had, That's a reward? She, her reward was one of Pick uh, one kid. her kids... Got to survive, and one was sent to the camps. Fuck. All right. Okay. Tough. So, in the movie, I'll just tell you Meryl's choice. Okay. Sophie's. Sophie, yeah. So, Sophie chose to keep her younger daughter Mm -hmm. over her elder son. Okay. So, it was kind of like maybe it was like a seven, eight-year-old daughter over like a 13, 14-year-old son. Okay. Like a teenage boy versus a prepubescent daughter. Okay. And in the in in the in the book and in the movie, she ended up killing herself over the choice she had to make. Shit, okay, I didn't never heard of this movie. Yeah, it's, I mean it's a, it's a very popular movie. Like Meryl Streep fucking killed oh, that role, as she like, does. Uh, yeah, of course, she's, yeah, she's incredible. Julia Child, <laughs> yeah, Julia Child. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so what's my question? Or I just like what's the movie Doubt she did with Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah, past? I and like the last line of the movie is like I just have so much doubt. Oh, fucking heavy. Ah, she said it. She said the name <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> the name of, she said the name. She said the name. She said the name. <laughs> Total Recall 4. Uh, so, so okay. you're given the choice. You come up to, you're, you know, captured by mm-hmm. Nazis. You're Polish. Mm-hmm. You have a son and a daughter. Mm-hmm. Same situation. Elder son, younger daughter. Okay. You get to keep one. What do you do? Okay. One... I just want to say, that's not a reward. That's fucking, that's not a reward. Mm-hmm. Hey, good for you for being Polish and not Jewish. One, probably didn't, I don't have a choice in that. Two, I, my reward should just be let me go with what, just turn, walk away. Well, let us go. Like, yeah, just, okay, I'm not Jewish. Bye. Yeah. Like, your reward is you still take one. They're not Jewish either. Like, 
Right, because in order to be Jewish, you have to be born from a Jewish mother. Well, or you, you could convert. No, but in the Jewish faith is if your dad's Jewish and your mother's not, you're not technically Jewish until you convert. Oh, I didn't know that. So if you have a Jewish mother, you're the chosen people, mm. and you are Jewish. So if she's not Jewish, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. In turn, her kids are not. Yeah. So don't really get the logic there. But for, it's, a, it's a faith thing. Yeah, for our for argument's sake, yeah. whatever, like, be like, uh, I don't really see why I even have to choose. It's like Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz is Jewish because his mother is Jewish, but his dad is not. Yeah, Jewish in... in um, Lineage, but not he's. I don't think he's a practicing Jewish I, I person. Like, yeah, yeah. But um, so if I had to choose, I, I think I'd honestly make the same choice. I feel like it's kind of a mm-hmm. unfortunately in a shitty way an easy choice. I would choose my younger my young daughter mm-hmm. because I, I have to, at that point your only option is to weigh it analytically uh-huh. and or that might be my other word um, pra- pragmatically. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, who who's gonna like. If I want to, if I want to imagine a world where both my kids are alive, which one has the better chance of surviving without right. me in there? That's a, that's almost and, exactly what uh, William Styron wrote, which yeah. was her reasoning. Like my elder son has a better chance of surviving yes. in these uh, conditions than my younger than daughter. my young prepubescent daughter who's gonna need me. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many other things that could go wrong with the daughter. I mean, she can she's gonna go through all the same atrocities, but you also add in the element of rape, right, and stuff like that. Whereas, like my son, you know, he can fend for him, he can fend for himself better, and maybe you know work his way through it, and you know probably probably hate me forever, but might survive. Um, and I think he's, it has to be an uh, emotion-free decision. Mm-hmm. Which is not possible because those are your kids and there's going to be emotion. But, like, you have to approach it in that way. And then, you know, hopefully, I guess, like, that would not kill yourself at the end. But, um... I just, like... Yeah, sur- it's, it's shitty, sur- yeah. Survival looks a lot different depending on the situation you're in. It's, so, and survival, to yeah. some victims, is, you know, debatable. Just as you live doesn't mean you survived. And then, like, like maybe a part of the reasoning, too, was... Listen, I'm going to have a daughter, which is going to make more of my lineage and more of my family to eventually rise up and defeat the people that killed my son. Well, the son can do the same. Yeah, he can, but at the same time, a son can't create more, but the daughter can create more. Well, the son can create more, too. It's called sperm. But in the camps, (laughs) he couldn't in the camps. In the camps. Yeah, but he would still be spreading your... He would still be spreading your lineage. I I think that argument's... Point no, I don't, I, no I don't think you're getting what I'm getting here. It's because you're coming outside from an outside perspective and like, listen, I'm going to raise this daughter to have healthy people outside of the camps to eventually take over the camps and, 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 and provide retribution for what my son went through. Yeah, but I mean, the son could also have kids that would like still know the the horrible thing that happened and rise up. Like it, it would it would wouldn't matter which born, one. Born inside of a camp, like no, no, I'm like if you switch but, the but option, they're, like they're, they're, you're not having fucking Caligula parties inside. No, those camps. I'm not He's saying not fucking no, left and right. I'm not saying in the camp. I'm saying if you reverse it, and the daughter in the camp, you have the son. The son would then do exactly what you're saying. Oh, have children who would then hate what happened and rise up to the camp. Okay, like, it wouldn't matter which okay, one was fair, in or out. Fair, but I think the the first option for me would be. Can I, can can it just be me? Yeah. And if you're thinking about that, in that sense, the son would do better out, but he could literally just run rampant around the town and and make an army and bang more. with his own seed. Well, well, the girl's just gonna have same. one kid, maybe three kids. Well, she could do it every nine months. Yeah. Well, the guy could bust out twenty in a night. Like. <laughs> Interesting. Like. 
Interesting point, Cody. Like, <laughs> this took a real uh, patriarchal turn. <laughs> you're just saying. Uh, which I did not want. Well, it's, it's why it's why we, when we talk about on Henry and World Movies, they need a male So heir, we, could, like, we could inseminate the most that, more often, yeah. more frequently. Well, and, and more... Like we said with Genghis Khan, we're all related. Like, right, right, right. So, okay, fair point. It wasn't fair the point. point of the topic, but I just needed to, like, I don't. your logic was going down a dead end. I am upset the way this went. <laughs> But I definitely am uh, humbled by your point. Okay. I would say, though, like I said, in this situation, yeah. like if you want, if a dead body is what you want, I'll be your dead body. Yeah. If that's what you want. At the end of the but day, I don't think that's what it was. At the end of the day, I think the, the lesson here is whatever Meryl Streep's choices is, is always right. Mm. <laughs> huh. <laughs> huh. Let's think about that for a second. <laughs> Because I've never heard something more true in my entire life. <laughs> if if you're given the opportunity to be Meryl Streep, whatever you do is fine. It's it's a hundred percent fine. It's a hundred because you're Meryl fucking Streep. You're Meryl like, fucking Streep. Yeah. And her, and her merry kids and daughters are merry fucking Streep. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're gonna Let's move on to the it. next part. Uh, so I get to start the machine, right? Yeah, yeah, give us, give us a start. Okay, so I'm thinking, um, mmm, mmm, uh, I wanted some beep boops. Okay. Gotta got have some beep boops. Got it. I want, like, a little, uh, doot doot, uh, a little shift, uh, a and a space lord mother mother. Episode six of season three. Yep. Uh, sorry for just getting my ass handed to me <laughs> on the beginning yeah, no, of the it, episode. It was a good. It was a good moral question. Like I mm. never heard of that movie. Like I mean, that's like that sounds like a very very emotionally charged movie. And right. you know, in the end, yes, we like you know we said what we said, but like I, I appreciate the question and I totally get it. Like this is a shitty fucking choice. Like yeah. So yeah, it's like, what do you do? You know? Yeah, it's also not a fucking reward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I usually get birthday cake. Yeah. Um, so today we're gonna talk about Mumra. Uh, Wait, no. hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. You know, like the other cats. Is this the, or is this a Brendan Fraser movie? Yes. Are we talking about the Mummy? Yes, Mummy, mm. Mummy Gaddafi. Um, no, we're talking about Muammar Gaddafi. Um, I, I, I heard it is Muammar. Muammar. That just means like Myanmar, which is like a place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. or I've heard it. I've heard it called Mumar. Like so, 
I'm, well, I've even heard Momar. Yeah, I'm gonna say Muammar Gaddafi. Muammar. Yeah. I, I, just, I just the A kind of is like in there. It's kind of the yeah, it's just thrown in there. But we're talking about Gaddafi. You know the name Gaddafi. That's that's yeah. a reasonable. Let's just do Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Gaddafi, the evil dictator of Libya, um, up until 2011. Um, he was born in 1942. Died in 2011. Um, 42. Yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They answered everything. Answered the life, the universe, and everything. Um. So, <laughs> I'm just sort of like this whole like this his. This guy really liked, like, titles and fucking flair. If you look up a picture of this guy, this guy was, like, the fucking, like, the epitome of what you think, like, someone at TGI Fridays looks like. Mm-hmm. Just fucking flair all over it. Like, <laughs> I showed you a picture of him, like a, like, a couple months back, and I was like, look at this idiot. <laughs> it reminded me of, like, you know that scene in The Office office Space? Yeah. With, um, uh, I don't know, you know, The Office Space movie. Yeah. Where it's, like, the, the Jennifer Aniston's character has to, yeah. has to wear flair. Yeah. And then the uh, the male lead is like, you know the Nazis made the Jews wear flair? Yeah. And she's like, what? And he's what? like, oh, nothing. No, yeah. <laughs> no, this guy was all about flair. Right. Like, this guy was, like, having medals made that mm-hmm. meant, like, just so you could pin them on. Like, right. He had, a, um, he had a glove too. He had a gl- very big glove. He was very like very yeah, Michael Jackson. Very yeah, very Thanos. Uh, very Thanos in <laughs> a goblet, um, and a golden gun. Um, so from 1969 to 2011, he was just the okay. We're gonna call him uh, the leader, but he was um, the revolutionary chairman of the Libya Arab Republic. Mm-hmm. Okay, in until 1977. In 1977, he, like, was like, I'm going to shake this up a bit. I don't think that's a very boring name. Mm-hmm. So, in 1977, he becomes the brotherly leader of the great socialist people's Libyan Arab Jamahria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is. Actually, there's an interesting story <laughs> behind that that I'll get into. Yeah, you can tell me later, but okay, it's right. fucking nonsense. Right. Like, right. Um, like, the brotherly leader, like... Shut up! It's, like it's super North Korea. It's a little North Korea. <laughs> yeah, I think he was a big fan, but um, I think I think he really liked North Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it's like, hey, I'm I'm the Rock. I'm the People's Champion. The People's Champion, <laughs> exactly. So it's like, um, nobody gave me that title, right? <laughs> um, so if you can't guess already, like spoilers, like when I say he he was born 1942, died 2011. Mm-hmm. And he ruled from 1967 He dies at the end of this story. So, like, just so you know, like... Oh, spoilies. Well, I mean, his reign ends when he dies. Like, he dies. Like, um... Spoiler alert. Um, this guy did. He did. Uh, but anyway, so he actually has, like, some really humble beginnings. Um, he's born in a very small, like... Not super influential tribe um, called the. It's I mean it's hard to pronounce a lot of the stuff, but the Kadhadfa um, is the tribe he was born in. You're not going to be right, right? Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> I write you gently, as you like to say. <laughs> no, kind. Kindly. I don't know. You want to try to pronounce it? Nope. Okay. Kadhadfa. I was expecting a K, not a Q. Yep. No, it's a Q. I was going to say like Kadifa. No. But like no. yeah, they like cues over there. Okay. Um, so uh, like I said, it's not being influential. Um, tribe. Um, like Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa, yeah. Um, his parents were illiterate. They were really humble, just like um, goat and camel herders. Like, not really ever amounting to much. Um, but you know, 
that's where he comes from. Um, and he he turns it around. I mean, it's, it's almost like a rags to riches kind of story for this guy in mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah. Um, and he does grow up during a very kind of um, crazy time in Libya where we see a lot of um, uh, shifting or phasing of powers in Libya during his childhood and, like, early life where, um, he, like, basically when he's younger, it's an Italian colony. Mm-hmm. Um, so Italians, like, took, take over Libya. Um, his, I think they even know that, like, during World War One, his grandfather was killed by the Italians mm-hmm. in that occupation. So, obviously, there was some hate for Italy there. Um, after, so, it was the, uh, sorry, it was the Italian occupation of 1911. Yes. His so, grand, his... Um, they, it, it, actually, that occupation uh, killed a third of Libyans. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, including his grandfather. Um, his paternal grandfather, so his dad's dad. Um... After World War II, it kind of shifts to an, um, Libya it gets kind of divided between the English and the French. Um, so there's a little bit of a split of power there. Um, and it's kind of one of those like typical um, colonial type like things where it's just a piece on the puzzle to the English and the French. Like they literally are having talks of like, well, let's just divide it. Do you want this part? Like, oh, you can have this part. And what all during this, there's like Libyans. Like, it's like, we live here. <laughs> like... We're not pe- we're people. Like, yeah. We're not pieces. Right. And the English Avengers are like, shh, 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 we're talking. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, this isn't a part. It's, yeah. It's it's ours. Yeah. But to the, the colonial powers, it's like a, they're just a factory. Yeah. Like, shush, I'm building. I'm building, building, I'm building. Quiet. Quiet <laughs> Libya. I'm like, trying to move pieces on a map. Yes. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be strategic about what benefit me and not the French. Right. Not you. <laughs> um, so in 1951, the UN actually declares Libya independent. Okay. So pretty much just strips it away from any colonial aspects. Mm-hmm. Just says, you know what? Sorry, France. Sorry, England. Like, Libya's going to be a country. Okay. Kind of cool. Cool. Like, yeah. good, good job, Thanks. UN. Thanks, UN. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really nice. They put in um, uh, a president, uh, Idris. Mm-hmm. Um not, a, not, not a, Elba. Not Elba. <laughs> Idris. Which would have been way better. Yes. Um, but Idris also, even though he's a Western-placed monarch, he is a monarch, um, but he also immediately gets rid of, like, pretty much anything that would divide his power and takes absolute power. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it wasn't really, I don't think, how it was supposed to be set up, but he immediately, like, restructures it. It's like, no, I'm, like, the king. I think it's one of these situations, like, it's when everything's a mess... Somebody comes in and sees the mess. Yeah. And it's like, all right, somebody's got to do this. Yeah. Somebody's got to take charge. Well, someone just takes advantage. I was just about to go into that. Oh, is, yeah. it, is it in charge or is it in advantage of the situation? Yeah. Depending on how they act out their 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 reign from then on. From then on, yeah. Right. And I think I, I've said this on a few episodes now. It's like, whenever colonialism ends, it's just a shit show. Right. People, it just, it's immediately a vacuum. Yeah. So, um, so like I said earlier, while his parents were uneducated, um, even though like his tribe didn't have like, there's no like records, like they're all illiterate. So there's really actually no record of his birth. Well, he lived in a tent until he was like 15. Yeah. And like they say 1942, we really don't even know if he was born in 1942. Some say that he could have actually even been born in like the 30s. Oh, just like a circa. It's a circa 1942. Like no one really knows because no one in that village wrote anything down. Shoot. So it's whatever. Get off, he said it was. Um, well, it's one of his favorite things. Yeah, it is his favorite thing. <laughs> um, so, 
while his parents were uneducated, his father actually made it a really good point to get him educated. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very expensive. Like, school was not free over Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. But he made it a point to get Gaddafi an education, um, even at whatever cost that it hurt the family, which was very noble. Um, So he basically was sent to um, a school where he basically lived Mm -hmm. at this school. And then on the weekends was when he could go home, but he'd have to walk 20 miles back. Oh my goodness. That's, go what, that's what, like, grandparents tell you. That's like that story you hear, like, 15 yeah. miles uphill both ways. Uphill both ways, <laughs> like, yeah, in the snow. In the snow. No shoes. During a hurricane. No feet. Like, <laughs> well, he did it without feet. Without feet. <laughs> I walked on my hands, goddammit. <laughs> like, yeah, so he would walk 20 miles, 40 miles, every weekend. Just to go home. 20 miles there and 20 miles to go back to school. They, they, it must say that they saw something in him to put that effort out and get him educated. I think it was just simply like he, they, they just wanted him to have more than they did. Okay. I think it was right, just yeah. as simple as that. Like Just, just natural. It wasn't like they thought he was special. Yeah. Like they just wanted him to be able to have an opportunity. Good parenting. Because good parenting. Yeah, I think they, yeah. they saw the world was changing. They're like we have an opportunity here to give our son something better. And they made it happen. Um, Does there need to be more good parenting or more bad parenting? I can't figure it out. It has to be a balance. It's got to be both, right? Balance. You got to yeah. have your. We can't know what a good parent is without a bad parent, right? You it has to, to be a scale. You, you like, can't have your Gaddafis without your Bukowskis. Exactly. <laughs> Bukowski. Charles Bukowski. Oh, I was thinking Mike Wazowski. Or no, Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Same thing yeah. from Monsters Inc. Close but, enough. Okay. But you can't have your yeah. sweet without your sour. Yeah, you got to be able to compare it to something. You, with the world needs artists. The world needs artists. So keep beating those kids. Are we calling Gaddafi an artist? <laughs> no, I'm calling okay. the antithesis a kid. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He's okay. not an artist. He's a military, he's a leader. He, he was but, definitely an antithesis of a lot of things yes, later on. Yes. But um, so he gets to go to school, and boy howdy, does he like school? Like <laughs> boy howdy? <laughs> yes. Did you just say boy howdy? <laughs> yeah. This guy likes <laughs> this guy likes school. A lot. Just dug it. He loves it. I mean, like, sorry, I'm gonna take a drink real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, just, mm. yeah. Sorry, you're like, wet that whistle, Cody. I mean, could you imagine coming from a village mm-hmm. of illiterate, uneducated mm-hmm. people, and then you get to go to school, and you're like, oh, I'm a genius. Like, Listen, I tent, tent, like a tent. I've been camping before, and anything other than that tent is paradise. Yes. So imagine him being anything other than a tent. I'm actually really glad you said that because you couldn't be more opposite of his thought process. Really? Because even after, I'm going to skip ahead of here a little bit, even after all of his education and everything, everywhere he got to go, Mm -hmm. he still loved the desert more than like his urban counterparts of his life. You could love your upbringing, you could love your, your hometown. But you want to build a palace in your hometown. No, no, no. He just loved the desert. Oh, really? Like, there's... I, I, I didn't write it in here, but I, I read something a while ago, and even I heard it on another podcast that I listened to about Gaddafi. He would take, like, um, like these weird, like, sabbaticals where he would just, like, go into the desert. Really? And just, like, retreat there for, like, days. That, that's... Animals born in the desert don't like the desert. Yeah, this guy was all about it. The, if you gave a uh, like a, a scorpion an option between the desert yeah. and anything else, the scorpion would pick anything else. It's like what's that um like that whole thing in the Bible where like Jesus and his people were like lost in the desert for like a bunch of years. Like this guy, this was like Gaddafi's vacation. 
He's like, oh fuck yeah. Yeah, he's like the desert. Love it. Rule. No water in sight. I drink my own sweat, motherfucker. Right. Like he was loving it. Like. Dude, like, just imagine, like, when he comes back from the beach and he's got sand in his bed sheets. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. This is great. He's just like, rolling around in yeah. the sand in his bed sheets. Yeah, he sees a scorpion. He's like, these are my pets out there. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just kisses him on the cheeks. Uh, Rodolfo. <laughs> like, um, so he skyrockets through uh, grades one through six in four years. Oh, yeah, I get it. Just eats it up. Yeah. Um, also, very, he's just, he was really popular. He yeah. loved it because um, he was part of like a minority in Libya. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a mi- minority, like Arab group. Um, so he was very popular amongst the other kids of that okay. same minority in school, and he was really good at like rousing them up to feel pride for their heritage and okay. already kind of showing like that kind of like um, so uh, that like soapbox mentality where he he would stand up and like Leadership. do speeches and like get people roused up and like. Always cause he would like cause a ruckus and like. Well, well, here's the thing. I think he he liked being a voice. He did like being a voice, but a voice is different than being a leader. Mm. So I can yes. say as much as I want on soapbox, like repent, repent. Yeah. You know, you know, bend at your knee and you know, uh, yeah. give me all your sins and I'll drink them through and expel them to nothing. But then the application of taking those sins, yeah, is a lot different. Yeah. No, totally. And like, you know, well, and. As a kid, it's like you can't expect him to really know much about application. Right. But right, he was right. he was good. Like, he had a voice, and people liked him, and people followed him. A lot of those friends that he made, would he never forgot them. Mm-hmm. He later, like, elevated them with him. Right. Like, yeah, they yeah. became, like, officials in his government. What, what do they call it? Like, a silver tongue? Yeah, he had a silver tongue. Silver tongue. Yeah, he definitely had a yeah, silver tongue. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in, in his school, um, a lot of his teachers were Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Um, so... He got really accustomed to the um, like Egyptian po- politics. Like mm-hmm. he under he knew who like their leading powers were, and he became very obsessed with Nassar, okay. uh, the Egyptian president of the right. time. Yeah. And he was very much like a, a extreme socialist, very anti-Western ideals, very anti-capitalism, very much the antithesis of anything Western. Right. And Gaddafi idolized him, like loved this right. guy, um, and it resonated with a lot of his teachers too because they were Egyptian. And one of his, one of his teachers. Where did I write it? Um, yeah, I fucking fuck this teacher. This teacher fucking ruined everything. Basically, so he's like, you know what, Gaddafi? Like, if you ever want to like start a revolution and like you know use the voice that you're trying to use, you know you're gonna need an army. <laughs> his fault. He's telling a ten year old kid, fault. you're gonna need an army. So when you get older, yeah. remember army. That's like telling like, a ten year old kid, you know, Nerf guns are cool. But, but real, real guns, guns are even cooler. So much better. So much You don't cooler. have to pick up the bullets. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know how hate is only transmittable through eye contact right now? You can actually hate somebody to death now. Yes. Everyone understands your feelings with a bullet. <laughs> bullets don't lie, baby. They never lie. So, yeah, fuck that teacher. Wow. That okay, teacher that sucks. His or her fault. They are an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um... So <laughs> Jesus H man. Yeah. So as he gets older, um, he's in what they you know over there they call it secondary school, like mm-hmm. high school basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's, different, different terms. Yeah. yeah, he's still continuing his like soapbox mentality of like, getting people riled up and this uh, pro Arab mm-hmm. kind of like mentality in Libya because um, it's kind of like a melting pot right there, mm-hmm. um, where he eventually like starts kind of like causing like a little bit of mayhem. 
like starts like looting a couple places. Even like sets fire to this place because they sold alcohol, and I was like, "Whoa, bro! Like, yeah, chill. Leave the beer alone. Like, are you, are you in high school? Chill. Yeah. Like, don't you want to drink? Like, yeah, yeah. you don't want to be a teetoter, you motherfucker. Right. But yeah, yeah. so he does this, and it gets his whole family kicked out of the city. Oh, dang! So he gets really? ex- yeah, he gets expelled, and he gets they get banished. Wow. Um. So they move, they move, whatever. Um. They're fine. They're fine with it. They just like, had to move. Yeah, they just have to move. And where they move already had this was like the fucking biggest joke to me. I was like, you fucking piece of shit. They moved to this city where already they have established these, uh, there's these pro-Arab like political groups that mm-hmm. are like banned political groups. Like they're not supposed to be there, like underground, you know? He won't join them. Even though they're in line with his ideology, he won't join them because he's anti-factionalism. Mm. Which is funny because it's obviously okay if people join his faction. But well, he won't join other people's factions. You're absolutely right. Like, and, like, later I'll go into, like, how much he inspired what a faction is. Yeah. But to be so anti that and also adapt it for your own, literally, platform. Yeah. Like, to check yourself yeah. once in a it's while. It's like he was trying to be meta, but was just an yeah. asshole about <laughs> it. Like, like, He's, like, a recursive general. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I'm like you're not that cool. Like, chill out. Like he's the he's the he's the Mobius strip of generals. Yes, and honestly, like yeah, it was just because like if he had joined these groups, he wouldn't have been in charge. Right. He wouldn't have been the voice. He would have had to start from the bottom. Mm-hmm. And like that's not gonna work for Gaddafi. Um. So after he gets out of school, he joins he joins the military because you know he knows he needs an army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he joins the military. Which at this point in time, even though they are independent, the Libyan military is trained by the British military. Right. So he's getting trained by British officers, hates it. Yeah. Because they're just colonials to him. Right. Refuses to learn English and just, like, insults his officers at any point that he can. Mm -hmm. Um, Causes a lot of problems and, like, his officers fucking hate him. But for some reason, like, he still succeeds. Okay, so I... Okay, so this is, like, the first part of my my part. Okay. That you're almost into, but, like, you're... This is the fucking funniest thing I've ever read. Really? Is that he did so well negating the British officers that he just kept moving up the ranks. Yeah! Like, it was like he was just being... It was, like, and reverse he, psychology. So him and his buddies came into that... Uh, uh, the the uh, military camp. Yeah. Wanting to overthrow it already. Yeah. Before and coming to the camp. You up. And they were just like, you got good ideas, Fred. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're a fucking maverick. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nuts. This and is like, like exactly how like Tom Cruise got to fly in Top Gun. Right. He just kept making and fun of And then gets brought his, back as an officer yeah, in the sequel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's just, he, if you make fun of your boss enough, you're just immediately in you charge. You earn respect. I guess. <laughs> But he know, and they were just like, you know what, son? I like the cut of your jib. Right. Promote it. <laughs> Promote it. And they kept promoting it. They did. And like to the point where he was sent to officer school in London. Yes. So he gets to go to London. Unreal. He gets to go to London and train to be an officer where he finally does learn English. Because <laughs> uh, he kind of has to. Right. Um, but like still hates it there. And that's why I was like, even after all that, like he it totally admits that like London was so much more progressive than what he right. had there. But he's like, God, I just love the desert. Yeah. Like I still hate it here. But uh, it's kind of funny. I realized I, I've actually walked in his footsteps. Really? So he tell me, tell he me. would walk around Piccadilly in London. Oh, Piccadilly Circus. Uh, yeah, Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. Um, just trying to be as blank as possible. Like he'd wear like Libyan robes just to okay. be 
like a fucking like sore thumb in the middle of London. Sure, sure. And uh, when I was in London, I, I went all around Piccadilly. Mm-hmm. Like so, I've literally like walked and I looked up the street of Piccadilly, like where he like walked, and I, I was on that same street. Yeah. So I've walked around in the same area as Gaddafi, which is did you, su- yeah. Did you feel? Did, did you feel anything? Well, I didn't know it at the time. Okay, great, like, perfect. <laughs> I didn't know it at the time, but I mean, like you kind of have to go through Piccadilly Circus because like that's just how you get anywhere. Well, I'm just afraid that at, at any point of Cody feeling power. So like, <laughs> I feel because like I need a platform. If Cody, if Cody gets power, dude, even I'm his best friend. We'll be in trouble. <laughs> like, I'll be in trouble. <laughs> You're going to promote it. Oh, I'm going to promote it? You're going to promote it. Uh, okay. um, oh, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so, I thought it was kind of weird. I was like, oh, I was like, I've been yeah. there. Like, Gaddafi was there. Yeah, like, I walked a line in his footsteps. Yeah, super weird. Um, but, yeah, so he gets all that. Um, still just being a little fucking dick. Like, he's like, oh, I'm moving up in the world. I'm becoming so important in this building. I hate it all. Right. And then... Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I know I already kind of, like, started to get into your sandbox. Oh, but, no, it was a perfect kind of, like, taper. But that's where I'm ending. So. Yeah, oh, great. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, after this is uh, fun stuff. It's the fun stuff. We'll be right back with more Justice Time Machine after this quick commercial break. Hey, guys, this is uh, Cody and... CJ from Justice Time Machine. Uh, just doing another shout-out for our buddy Eli, who did our logo for the podcast. If you guys like what you saw with our logo and are looking for any kind of graphic design or logo work, he's really a reliable source to go to. It's E-L-I-S underscore trash can on Instagram. Really cool guy, really quick with his work and very talented. And, you know, he'll work within your budget. He's very understanding and reasonable. Um, So, yeah, reach out to him if you guys need any work done. It's definitely worth it. And have a good one. Hi! All right, we're back. We are back with part two, episode six, season three. Every time. <laughs> Muammar Gaddafi. Mumra. Who are you, Gaddafi? Muammar Gaddafi. <laughs> it took a while to kind of figure out where to start with this guy. Because I, I set you up pretty good. You set me up, uh, yeah, it was like a, uh, what is it, let's call it, alley-oop? Yeah, it was a good alley-oop. Yeah, alley-oop. A good layup. And I think I went through all I want to do, but... Like earlier, you talked about like Colonel Gaddafi, and well, you talked about Colonel. Earlier, he was Colonel Gaddafi. Yeah, I just want to get this after his super successful military promotion. Out. <laughs> I just want to get it out. Okay, I fucking hate the word Colonel. Oh, I, I hate the spelling of Colonel. 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 Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? There is words? no R in that word. Not a single one. No. Other words I don't like. Caramel. Caramel. Caramel? It's caramel. Eh, pick one. It's But it is caramel. It is caramel, but yeah. like everybody says caramel? Well, every idiot says caramel. Caramel. At least say caramel. Like, I also hate when people spell lose, loose. Mm, I feel like that's a thing. Like, people spell lose with two O's. Yeah. And I hate that. Or when people spell tomorrow with two M's instead of two R's. It's just two R's, one M. Yeah. Ooh, you know what else you hate? Mm-hmm. When people use the wrong there. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. T-H-E-R. Mm-hmm. E-R. E-R. Well, it means ownership. Yeah. So you, it's it's yours. Well, that's T H E I R. No, well, ownership is like, and they, and well, you just say, and they are, and that's there. Yeah. I also hate uh, macabre. Why well, hate macabre? Well, macabre, like, well, what are you? Oh, the way it's spelled. Macabre. Macabre. Just M A C A B. Is it? Wait. Is it? It's all. There's an R E at the end. Oh, I never realized it's, that. It's macabre array. Macabre. It's like uh, Dunder Mifflin and Sabre. Yes. <laughs> um, foyer. Stop it. What's wrong with that foyer? one? Foyer? Oh, yeah. Foyer. Uh, yeah, you don't need the R. Don't need it. Foyer. And hero? Gyro? Giro? Hero. G Y R O. Gyro. Gyro. It's but gyro. is it a hero or is it a gyro? It's a gyro. I've heard it pronounced all three ways. Who says who says hero and it's spelled like with a G? Well, hero is also a sub sandwich. Yeah, but it's not spelled with a G. Well, I've heard it. Weird. Okay. I've been around the world. And right. also Caribbean. Fuck Caribbean. Okay. Caribbean. Caribbean. I, I interchange that one. Depends on how I'm saying it. <laughs> it depends on how fancy I feel. Well, it depends on the, it depends on the context. So, speaking of language. No one says Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the fucking Caribbean! <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Let's get back to Gaddafi. So, Muammar Gaddafi, nicknamed the Mad Dog. Mm. The Mad Dog of North Africa. Alright? Okay. That's a fucking dope-ass nickname. That is a dope nickname. Alright, so, he's he's famous for the, uh, the, the, the 1969 Libyan coup d'etat, which coup d'etat is French for stroke of the state. Or, either that, or blow against the state. Which I think is a very sexy. Both of them are very sexual. Very sexy, and I so think sexual. It, well, it's because it's French. When it's in, when it's French, it's sexy. It's it's romantic. I never agreed with that. Did the I'm gonna it's fucking not a language I'm gonna love. blow against the state. You're yeah, idiot. you're dumb. No, I'm gonna stroke that state. All right, pervert. Sexy, not dude. That. Sexy. I think you French have a weird term of sexy. I just think we're open with our bodies, you know. I, I think, think you. I don't think you know what sexy is. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we view sex as a peacock. It's got lots of feathers. <laughs> I think in France, sexy, sexy is very subjective. <laughs> All right, I'm being facetious. Okay, okay. Let's get into it. Okay. All right, so so basically the, the coup d'etat from um, from Libya, like you were saying, he was in the military, mm. trained by the British, Yeah. and he wanted to get out of it, and he kept fighting to get out of it, but, but he, he was just kept being, so good. He just kept getting promoted. One of his, uh, I forgot to say it, one of his officers, <laughs> one of his officers in when he was in London, just thought he was just so amusing. Like, right. He was just like, this guy's so funny. He was like, just a gem, aren't you? Yeah, he's literally like, this guy's just a riot. <laughs> Have you heard his jokes? <laughs> uh, this guy uh, make you slap your knees all day long. So this basically led to the formation of the Libyan Arab Republic. Okay. So this was formed from 1969 to 1977. It was shortly after the coup, and there was also within that. So so basically. He took over the military group in Libya, okay. led by the British, took over it in, in one month, one solid month. Oh, wow. Efficient. It took him a month to do it. Um, Take that, Hitler. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking, okay. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. So, basically, the, uh, the, what's his name? Um, Gaddafi. 
No. Idris. Uh, Idris. Idris left for um, a medical procedure. Okay. He left for a medical procedure oh, for a month. Right. So, and during the medical procedure, it was August 1st to September 1st, which August 1st, my birthday, no big deal. Hey. Don't worry about it. But from August 1st to September 1st, his group, uh, Gaddafi's uh, group just of moved in. militaries, just uh, military uh, personnel, just were like, yeah, we're in charge. I forgot about that. I'm actually It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, wait, no one's home? <laughs> yeah. So it was like, a, it wasn't like cancer. It was something a little bit more simple than that. But, uh, but yeah, Idris left for surgery. Mm-hmm. And then during that surgery, he moved in. Yeah. <laughs> Came back in the walker change. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, things are different now. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even get surgery. Yeah. And, um... Can't even so, take a fucking nap, apparently. <laughs> so, after that happened, they were just in charge. Okay. So, um... He just came back and he was like, oh, dang, you know, but he was already weak at that point, weak and old yeah. and, 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 you know, post-surgery. Yeah. Um, so he couldn't do anything about it. Because I'm out of a job. So, 1969, there was also a counter-coup against Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Okay. Count- it sounds like, it's like pigeon words. It's like, sounds like a counter-coup sounds like a really angry pigeon. It's like, cool, <laughs> 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 cool. Did they kill Idris? No, well, I don't... Okay, I didn't I didn't get into that on this. I don't know. I, I didn't read that they did. I wasn't sure. Because it was either I wrote six pages or a thousand pages. Mm. And I chose six. Ah, good choice. Okay. Yeah, good choice. So there was a counter coup um, in 1970, uh, and it was two within the LAR or the, you know, the Libyan Arab Republic. Yeah. But they, but they uh, immediately snuffed them out. It was, it was very quick. And then um, it, it wasn't like a killing or anything, but they arrested them. And we're like, listen, I, we know you're against what we're doing, mm-hmm. going against Idris, and like, we know you're for Idris, but like, we're you know x amount of people strong, you can't do anything about it. Yeah, so we're just gonna arrest you. Okay. And he didn't get his like you know bloodthirsty chops yet, but he will eventually. Oh, he will. Um. So he was like, you know what? I'm I'm in charge. Okay. Like I'm in charge, and like nobody's leading this group. We're, we we are obviously anti. You know the government at this point, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm gonna put myself in charge, and I'm just gonna call myself the prime minister, okay. and I'm also gonna call myself the defense minister." Okay. So he he, he dictated also himself. Also, offense minister. He, he was like, "I'm I'm Mister Minister. <laughs> I'm Mister Minister. Oh, that's that's Mister Minister to you. Ministers of Minister. I'm the I'm the Minister of Ministers. <laughs> you can't touch me. Nope. Yeah. See all these badges. <laughs> You're rubber. I'm glue. <laughs> can't do anything about it." <laughs> So 1971-1972, Gaddafi sent 200 government officials from Idris's rule to exile, including Idris. The, the oh yeah, I did oh, get so exiled. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they exiled Idris. Okay, uh, others were imprisoned for up to 15 years, and of that 200, five were executed. Ooh. So uh, that's, a, that's not a bad percentage. Yeah, it's not. Gaddafi started kind of going a little nuts at this point. Still early in his career. Not as nuts as he would get later, but just a little nuts. Okay. You got, like, a little flare of nuts. Okay. Like a nut taste. So he's, he's just showing a little bit of tyranny. Right. Like, if, if you were... Yeah, you would have a nut allergy if you were at... So, like, right now he's, like, the LaCroix Gaddafi. He's LaCroix LaCroix Gaddafi. Another word I hate. Yes. He's the he's the Lacroix Rudy's essence yeah. of tyranny. He's, he's the idea of dictator. Yeah, the thought of a dictator. <laughs> so he started going a little nuts, uh, but it, he he started going nuts globally. 
Okay. So he wanted, he started seeing things not wrong in his own realm, but globally. Everywhere else. He was like, listen, look, look at how all these other countries mm. are fucking it up. Socialism's the way to go. Why isn't everybody fucking socialist? Yeah. Why isn't everybody, like, it was almost like. Because there's people like you in charge. <laughs> but it was in early liberal policy. It's like, why aren't these people taking care of their people? Yeah. And he's like, why are there, you know, um, you know, uh, structures in place that are very, like, kind of Republican or, or, um, uh, financially. Not bad driven. thoughts. Not bad thoughts. Not bad. Like, why is everyone left to fend for themselves when we, we as the right. should be protected? If we them, have, like, like, dude, we have, like, a million homes without people and a million homeless people why wouldn't the idea put the homeless people in those homes yeah yeah so on paper great idea great yeah but not so much application wise um so he started to refer to other countries as like zionist demonic he started going on this Sorry. No, I'll, I'll, I'll pause for that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah that's fine. No. I feel like we're cracking into it now. Like, <laughs> totally so. okay with that. So he started being like really almost like religious at this point where he started using like religious uh, epithets yeah. to start like scaring that idea into people. Like not are not only are they against socialism, they're also against Islam. Yeah. You know, and they're anti-Arab. Yeah, anti-Arab, yeah. anti-Islam. They're anti-us. Yeah. You know? So he scary, used that. Those are scary thoughts. Scary thoughts, yeah, exactly. It was a fear mongering. Mm-hmm. So Gaddafi put um, his day to day into Major Jalud. So Major Jalud handled day to day in Libya, so Gaddafi could focus on big picture in Libya. Okay. So it's almost like the, the episode of The Office where, like, you know, Michael Scott handles big picture and Jim, Jim Halpert handles day to day. Day to day, yeah. So very, very similar to that. And at this point, the, the, the US and, and Britain. Basically, like, abandoned their living bases. They were like, dude, writing's on the wall. Yeah. We're out. We know you're going nuts. Yeah, he was, like, forcing any Western influence out. Like, and, yeah, they were like, dude, they had... The, the U.S. and Britain had, had bases in Libya, and they both backed out at this point. Okay. So they were like, we're out of here. Like, we can't handle how, you know... It was getting dangerous. Not, not extremist, but, like, ideological. But it was a really good preemptive move, because, like, their, their personnel would have been at risk. Right, exactly. Yeah. So they were like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Um, so since Gaddafi lost the U.S. and Britain, he went to the only logical choice, which was the Soviets. Oh, so of course, of course. He of went course. straight to Soviet Russia. Of course. Soviet dub- the Soviet army doubled his Libyan army. So he went from 6,000 strong to 12,000 strong and also backed them with military-grade weapons. weapons. From the Soviet Union. I was going to say, I was like, 12,000 still is not a very large number for an army. <laughs> it's still not, but it's just a small country for Libya. And we actually haven't even identified where Libya is. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah. Libya is in between uh, Egypt. It's got Egypt. It's basically in the middle of Africa, at the at, at, at true north of Africa. Yeah. So it's Af- Africa's true north. Okay. So it's got Egypt and Sudan. Yes. And it's right. We're talking about Sudan. And yeah, so it's basically it's it's on the Mediterranean. So the Mediterranean flows yeah. on its north north border, mm-hmm. and it's it's right below. Tripoli is on the coast. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I always love the 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 way that the sound that the city of Tripoli. It's Tri- Tripoli. Just a cool city name. I just like it. It's romantic. It's very romantic. It's very very French. Very French. Yeah. <laughs> Romance. Ah, I got you. Got, you guys got it right on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the main economy for Libya was oil exports or petroleum exports. Okay. In 1973, there was a, uh, a, a trade embargo on petroleum 
with North Africa and the U.S. and other um, allies. Okay. So Libya was the only one to not fold after the embargo was abolished and said, we're going to keep all our petroleum in-house. Oh, okay. So, so like, they stopped exporting. So Gaddafi was really all about his people. He's like, no, this is our export. I'm keeping all the all the profits for my people, and it's all getting funneled in. Okay. But that, in turn, made the petroleum export more expensive yeah. to send it out yeah. and completely destroy the economy in Libya because uh, nobody could afford nobody was buying. buying. Yeah, nobody was buying. Okay. God, economics is so weird. It, it's so weird. But, I mean, it, okay, think of this. It almost gives me the biggest headache. Well, like, well, think of this. Like, you go to a store, and yeah. it's charging three twenty-five for a bagel. You go to the next store, and it's charging three twenty for a bagel. Which bagel do you buy? Oh, well, yeah, three twenty. You buy three twenty. So, no matter on the politics of that store, the unless, I think, unless I think the extra five cents makes it better. But, but <laughs> from an economical view, I don't care where that three twenty-five is going. So, what, that three twenty-five is going to fund health care for his staff. You would still shop at the 320 because it's cheaper for you. Of course, of course. And that's he's economics. not thinking about that. Like, exactly. He wants. Well, he says he's thinking about his people, but what he's he's he doesn't understand economics. He's making it impossible for his people to survive. Yeah. He's charging too much of a price point for anybody to buy. With because his he's like a military guy. He's not an economics major. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He thinks he's in charge of everything from personnel, economy public relations, human resources, imports, exports, but all he knows is how to get his way from killing certain people. Really great point to our last episode with uh, with Henry. He was, he appointed ministers. Right. That he had experts to do those things. Right. Gaddafi wasn't about that. Wasn't about like, it. He still wanted to sign the check. He wanted to sign all the checks. Yeah, and the ink is always still wet. Because no, but there's no checks to sign. <laughs> so... So in order to, to maintain the country's economy, Libya itself had to inject $20 billion into its own economy, thus defunding all of its resources into its agriculture, into its uh, businesses, small businesses, yeah. into its, you know, community. Just to keep people with jobs. So it was already, it was defunded by the decision to refund the petroleum export. It's just fucking it's stupidity. I, I can't believe I'm on track because I'm so confused right now it's, just saying that. It is confusing. So, like, yeah, he wanted Libya to be self-sufficient, and the mm. only reason it is being self-sufficient is because Libya's paying for it. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, so but it's like, you yeah. can be self-sufficient off right. of your one export, mm -hmm. but you don't want to, you don't want to... Like be an expert because you hate everybody that's Western. It's like it's like getting like, it's like it's like payday Friday. Yeah. It's I have a lot of money now. Yeah. But what about next Friday? Yeah, nothing. Didn't think about that. He did not. Yeah. So at this point, it's 1973. Gaddafi okay. decided to switch it up a little bit and reclassify um, the Libyan Arab something Libyan or to that stupid name Libyan Arab Republic to the first one of it, oh. which is the Jamiyahara. So basically, in the Jamiyahara. Gaddafi wanted efficiency because of the oil implosion, of the petroleum mistake, and in doing so, wanted Libyan rebels to start taking over their own local governments. So Gaddafi wanted people to solve his own problem by communities solving their own problems. Okay. So it was kind of like a domino effect. It's like, I fucked up the government. How about you guys be your own government? And if you fuck it up, it's not my problem anymore. Yeah, talk to your local governors. Right. Yeah. 
But what this did was form rebel groups. Yeah, because now everyone is a sec is a secular group. Right. Like, so Gaddafi basically went on record saying, "Fight your local government. They're trying to fucking kill you." Oh, by the way, I didn't fuck up with the oil thing. Yeah. By the way, I'm the government. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> but those guys, they're the real enemy. Yeah. I'm not the real enemy. So yeah. he passed the buck. But I pay that guy. Right. Like. <laughs> but I still pay that guy. So neighborhoods were in turmoil. There was rebel groups killing innocent people, raping innocent women, like destroying their own local governments from rebel groups, and he called that. Gaddafi coined the term the People's Congress, where the people make their own acts and executioner in their own communities. That's anarchy. And, and he used that he used that to justify complete incongruence. That's that's just anarchy. He's just okay yes, anarchy. Exactly. Okay. Continuing. 1976, April 7th, there was a student rebel group. No, sorry, not a student rebel group. Sorry, let me take that back. Okay. There was a student group from, from Benghazi and Tripoli that fought against Gaddafi. Okay. And they, they stormed, they were all university students, intellectuals, and they all came to the streets and were like, Gaddafi, please stop telling these people to kill each other. Yeah. Like, please stop. Like, stop telling them to do whatever they want. And if we know history, like we know history, it did not go well for it, the students. It did not. No, 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 it never does. <laughs> because if there's one true thing in this world is jocks bash nerds. <laughs> jocks bash nerds all day long. And, when and it, that's all they're going to do. And when it do. comes to dictators, students are lesser than people. Students are the nerds and dictators are the jocks. Yeah. It is a 1980s skin flick all day mm -hmm, long. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So... In fact, there were two students executed in public April 7th, 1976. Super. This is going to fuck you up because this fucked me up. Okay. On that day... Fuck me up, CJ. <laughs> okay. On that day, several students were imprisoned. And on kind of like a... In a nostalgic kind of way, on every year... April 7th, Gaddafi had two people executed to support the execution of those two students in 1976. And that lasted every year until the late 1980s. I'm... I'm sorry, what? Yes, okay. So, in support of the... of Gaddafi's government killing those two students, because they were defying Gaddafi, on every year, April 7th, he has two more imprisoned students executed on display to support their to, to support their insufficiency of defiance. That's the Hunger Games. Yes. That's the Hunger Games. It's it's their volu they like, volunteer as tribute every they, fucking year. Maybe not volunteer, but like literally in the Hunger Games, because District 13 revolted, mm -hmm. every year after, right. every district has to suffer. They pull two students. What the fuck? They pull two students out of prison every year to execute them on this anniversary date until the late eighties. So they okay, okay. So wait, wait, how many were imprisoned? Uh, I think like fifteen thousand. Uh, okay. Well, that's a large number. So they well, just—I well, might be wrong, but they, it was a lot. It was a lot. They just kept them there. Mm -hmm. It was like next year I'm picking two of you. It was a uh, a veal farm. Fuck. Basically. Damn. Right. You know, I'm just going to say, too, just to be, like, really, uh, just, like, blatant about it, 
from someone who is like fucking up his country economically, mm-hmm. it's very expensive just to keep them in jail. Well, I mean, that's to just kill them. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, he just to prove a point. It, it, like, honestly, I, I think you know if 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 all your it, you know if if all your problems are nails, you start to become a hammer. Like that's what it is, just to prove yeah. a point. Oh, this guy's a he, this guy's a fucking gas powered motorized hammer. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, a jackhammer. He's a yes, he's a yeah. jacket. That you know, I'm a dumb a person. Ja- jack off hammer. He's a jack off hammer. All right, so here brings the Libya Egyptian war. So the president. Well, we love Egypt. Yeah, so the president of Egypt was Anwar Sadat. Oh, we didn't like so, him though. So no, he didn't like Anwar Sadat because he liked Nasir. Or uh, Nassar. Nassar, sorry. Yeah, he liked Nassar, and he didn't what he didn't like what Amr Sadat was doing with Egypt. Yeah. So Amr Sadat wasn't a great guy either. Amr Sadat wasn't a compared to him. Yeah, and compared to Nassar, not a bad guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think you know if he's the um, he, he's the carrot cake. Oh, of, I like carrot cake. A lot. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I love carrot. I'm I'm taking it as like in cakes. He's I, I'm sorry. I'm, like I, I don't want to keep cutting you because I know you have a lot to go through. Um, yeah, it was I'm sorry. I'm just, okay, my last, my, hopefully my last question. Um, in, in, I, I'm not familiar with Armstrong. Like, is, was he not a dictator? No, he he was. He was the president of Egypt. So oh, he was, okay. he was, I thought Sadat was a like a bad guy. Okay, like, Anwar Sadat. Okay, so Anwar Sadat. He met with uh, Henry Kissinger, who was the president of America at this time. Um, wait, who? Henry Kissinger. That's not one of our presidents. Or whatever, not the American president. Is he not a you president? S- Kissinger. There's no president called Kissinger. Or whatever, the American. He's an American dude. Like, okay, like a, like he's a, a the thing. Ambassador, vice president. I don't know. Okay, something. I don't, I don't know who Kissinger. He met is. with an American guy named Henry Kissinger. Okay, not a president, but okay. Fine. I don't know them that well. Okay. <laughs> I don't care to know them. That okay, well. okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll look him up after. Like, Mark. Like, <laughs> Mark. Like, what did we say before this uh, podcast? <laughs> I believe in the Douglas Adams theory that no president that can become president should be allowed to be president. Yes. Mark's going to tell everyone at the end who Kissinger is. We'll look it up off air. Get after it, Mark. Okay. And then, okay, so he met with Henry Kissinger, and, and, and Sadat was like, Gaddafi is fucking nuts, and he's right on our border. Oh. I don't know what to do, because Egypt, you know... So Libya. Sadat just called him out. Sadat called uh, Kissinger and was like, we don't know what to do. He's like... This is fine. We'll get through it. You can go to war with them, but you have to break ties with Russia. Because uh, Russia supports like Russia. the arms of Libya. <laughs> and so they did that, and it was like, he was like, dude, because if you don't do that, it'll get real, like, world war <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You know, in yeah. quotations. Yeah. Like, we're the fuck with Russia, because they arm them. And it's gonna, some nuclear it, shit. It's going to get like, real messy. Yeah. So, so break ties. Yeah. And then, by all means, go to war on your borders. Yeah. Gaddafi... Was okay, so Anwar Sadat was like, Cool, perfect. We'll break ties with Russia, we did it, mm-hmm. and we're going to war on our borders, Egypt versus Libya. Okay, Gaddafi went, Anwar Sadat went, like, We're just gonna shoot you. Gaddafi went fucking scorch earth. Oh, fuck. And he was like, You're coming at me, son? <laughs> he bombed one of the government buildings in Cairo. Inside the building, he sent people to blow up a government building inside of Cairo. Oh, he like jihaded it. And he also hijacked an airplane full of Egyptians and convinced them to turn it around before he flew it right the fuck back into Cairo. Damn. 
So he was like, oh, you want to go to war on my borders? And, like, he, he, Anwar Sadat showed up with a few guns. He was like, pew, pew, yeah, pew, 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 pew. This guy's just like, bomb. And he's like, you're getting fucked, son. Okay. So Gaddafi went, what, like... What year was this? This was, um... This is the 70s? I think 80s. 80s. Okay. I think it was, like, early 80s. Okay. 1981, probably. Okay. Like, Mark. Mark! <laughs> so Figure he, it out. He went scorched earth, and he had Damn, all dude. he had all these weapons that were funded by the Soviet by Union. By the Russians, yeah. And he he went nuts. So Gaddafi, which Egypt cut away from. So Gaddafi, Gaddafi at this point, this is oh sorry, this is Agave. <laughs> this is 1976. My bad. This is 1976. Because oh, okay, okay, in 1977, he also reformed um, to the uh, the Great Socialist. Right. All right, let me get this up. In 1977, he reformed to the Great. Uh, Socialist People's Libyan Arab Jami, Jamaha, Jamahiraya. That's what he was the brotherly leader. And I'll tell you why. Okay. And ja, Jamahiraya. It's a mouthful. It just means state of the masters. Jamahiraya. J- fuck, fuck. It's okay. Jamahiraya just means state of the masters. You got it, it right the first Okay, one, by, it's, the it's, by the way, it's just not as sexy as the French. I just also, want to put that in there. I'm just going to say State of the Masters. Like, it's just one master. Right, Gaddafi. Yeah, Gaddafi. And he added the word great after a bombing by the Reagan era in 1986. So it was just the um, the, the socialist people's Libyan Arab Jamarahaya, but he added great after Reagan failed to kill him. <laughs> okay. So, and he was like, oh, by the way, you couldn't kill me? Now we're the great. Why don't you just call it the immortal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the, the unbeatable bestest. I am the scorpion king. <laughs> like, 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 dude. Anyways, so he needed that qualifier after he survived the Reagan bombing in 1960. Okay, okay. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bullet point his rule from here on out. Okay. Because 1977, 2011 was riddled with fucking awful shit. Okay. So just let me... It's it's Get one, one it. page of bullet points. Okay. Here we go, CJ. So he continuously reformed the government. He adorned himself the brother leader of Libya. This was at that time. And he also called himself the guide to revolution. Mm, fact. Fact. Oh, yay. <laughs> Call back. Fact. <laughs> All right. He went to war with Chad and continued to fight with Egypt at this point. He used Islam to unify Chad and Egypt against their own governments. He used that religion to convince them to bail on their own governments and join his sack. Great. Uh, he attempted to purchase nuclear and chemical weapons. He had an aerial dogfight with the U.S. F-14s versus Libyan SU-22s, where F-14s destroyed them. But it was just yeah. a, it was like, dude, don't dogfight with the U.S. Yeah, like, like yeah, don't have a our Air Force. Yeah, yeah. he's great. <laughs> he bombed a nightclub in Berlin. Rude. He celebrated. <laughs> okay. He celebrated the assassination of Egyptian President Anwar Sadat, naming it as punishment when Sadat was assassinated. Super rude. Fucking disrespectful. Disrespectful. <laughs> he funded Nicaraguan militaries, gave them a million dollars to form a military overseas, just as a backup idea. Great. Great. <laughs> he ordered Libyans to kill protesters in the UK. During a protest of the Libyan executions. Remember the April 7th thing? Yeah. In, in, they in, protested In the UK, it. they were like, stop killing Libyans. He sent Libyans over there to kill the protesters protesting them killing other Libyans. Because that's his jurisdiction, 100%. Like, the fuck? <laughs> Isn't that the craziest thing? <sighs> stop okay. killing Libyans. No, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, oh, well, how dare you? <laughs> 
watch these Libyans kill you. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. Uh, he attacked Rome and Vienna airports in 1985, killing 19 people. Bro, chill out. <laughs> he announced suicide squads were going to attack America and Europe in 1986. He supported the IRA. Mm. He attempted to radicalize, get this, the Maori people of New Zealand. Why? Just because they're <laughs> war hungry and they're, like, amazing people. He just what, He tried to reach out to New Zealand and say, fight against the government. They were like... No, 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 no. We like it here. We, we love it here. But he was like, hey, "You sure? You sure?" And they were and like, Maori was like, "No, no, no, like, no. We like New Zealand. We're gonna be here. We're gonna do the haka, and, and, and we're just gonna and, kick ass at rugby. And, and also, <laughs> if you come here, we're gonna fuck you up. We, I will personally fuck you up. Right. <laughs> I'm Jesus. I'm done. Like I'm sweaty. I'm angry. Like oh, is that the last one? That's the last. Oh, one. Okay, I that was, was a fun fact. It, that was a fun. <laughs> fact. That was a but, fun like fact. that's 1977, 2011. These are all the shitty things he did. Dude, this guy and, was busy. And the way I write, I couldn't do that in. Yeah, I couldn't just write that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I need to. Like mean, that's that's a lot. All right, all right. We'll be right back. Okay. With uh, Cody's uh, finishing segment. Uh, Finish him, Cody. Uh, fatality. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Justice Time Machine. Uh, we appreciate it very much so. Um, I want to take this opportunity to also appreciate another person. I hope that line of logic followed. Um, his name is Johnny Nittle, and he is the person responsible for doing all of our music. Uh, he did our theme song. He does all the transitions, and we couldn't be happier with his work. We think it's like absolutely wonderful. It's one of uh, the greatest things that's happened to our podcast since it started. It's actually... Um, sounding much more professional and um, just all around better. So uh, you should absolutely give me your business. Go to johnnyrk.com. That's johnnyrk, J-O-H-N-N-Y-R-K.com. Or you can find him on all social media at johnnyrk. Um, go to Johnny Niddle. Give him your money. He deserves every penny. Thank you, Johnny, and we'll see you next time. Beer number two. <laughs> Cody's favorite sound. Yeah. Snip snap. It's your favorite sound. Snip snap. Crackle pop. Snap crackle pop. Mm. Okay. If the uh, Keebler Elves were alcoholics. Yeah. No, snap crackle pop with the Rice Krispies. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Well, you know, tomato, tomato. Yeah. I mean, they're all elves. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> There's a lot of the candy elves out there. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know, it's like a weird trope. Mm. Um, okay. So, you pretty much just like, yeah, brought us up to speed. All the shitty things Gaddafi did. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, this is going nowhere but down um, in Libya. So, 2011 starts, what? I don't know, it just sounded like the start of a flow writer song. Like it's going down in Libya. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know, you might listen to more uh, flow writer than I do. A little bit more. Um, yes. So, 2011 starts a, I guess we can say quote-unquote civil war. I'm not going to count this as a civil war, which we'll get to. It's more like just a war. Um, but 2011, people really start kind of like getting fed up with his shit. In, instead of a war, how about we just call it an apex? Like a boiling point. Yeah. Like it, or, it's or a, you know what? How about like just like it's a revolution? I love it. Yeah. Everything he was all about, just against yeah. him. It's like, what is like the U2 song? It's a revolution, baby. I don't listen to yeah, U2 either, so. I don't either. I you so have a weird music group. <laughs> like, or music <laughs> taste. Like, 
<laughs> but it was a free album. I thought we listened to uh, the same music, but now I know you're a Flow Rider U2 kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, what do you, what do you listen to? Oh, I listen to Flo Rider. Hey, you know, you too. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of you too in there, a little bit of uh, I'm the most interesting person in the world. My hero is the Edge. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, in 2011, Bonono, Bonono. So, yeah, 2011. Uh, people finally had enough of um, Gaddafi started protesting a lot. Um, obviously, conflicts started arising. Uh, gunfights, all that, mm-hmm. yada yada. Um, so rather than leave Libya, mm-hmm. like you know, a lot of dictators would do, they start to flee, bail, bail. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Gaddafi, Gaddafi doesn't bail. He has too much pride. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that he G, G don't be. Yeah, uh, he's gonna die a martyr. Uh, he calls himself a martyr. Okay. Which I'm like, when you call yourself a martyr, it takes the martyr. You're not a martyr. People <laughs> have to call you a martyr. Yes. It's like when you're a hero, you can't say you're a hero. Oh, no, yeah. Hercules never said he was a hero. Yeah, yeah. Like, like silly, silly Sullivan murder was like, I was just doing my job, and it was like, oh, you're a hero. Yeah. Like, you get it at posthumously. Yeah. Like, right. um. Well, that means after death. You get, yeah, you get called a martyr after death. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, in. In contrast, instead of leaving, he wanted to be a martyr. Mm-hmm. His retaliation was, we will hunt down every rebel house to house, wardrobe to wardrobe. I heard that. Literally, he was going to just fucking kill. Which means, intrinsically, is that they were hiding. Yeah, he's like, if they're hiding, wardrobe I'm going to open up every closet. They're hiding, and yeah. I'm pulling it open to and kill. And I'm going to kill them. Right. Yeah, so he was going out for blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The UN, obviously, like we talked about earlier, was the one who gave Libya their independence. The UN was also in this situation urging other countries to not get involved. Like, let it be a civil war. Like, do not get involved. This is going to escalate everything. Like, Libya needs to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it just wasn't happening. Like, <laughs> so Qatar um, alone, great soccer team. I was just about to say, great, great soccer, soccer team. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they sent in uh, hundreds of troops. To support the protesters. Okay. So every country that gets involved is against Gaddafi. So right. great. So we're all but, surging. But they're escalating. Okay. So they sent in troops to support the, the protesters. Um, France and the UAE, which is interesting because Gaddafi is so pro Arab, the, the United Arab Emirates is not okay with this. Like, well, I mean, being pro Arab is being pro your people, and he's not really pro Arab, he's just pro Libya. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's using it as a dis- when he's, he's also, like you like you said earlier, like he's yeah. getting involved in a lot of other countries' shit that he's but pissing he, off. But he's using Islam and Arab as a disguise to do whatever he wants within those people. Yes. So France and the UAE start supplying weapons to the NTC. The NTC mm-hmm. is the National Transitional Council. Okay. Um. So they were the council that was going to take over once. That was my understanding. Anyway, I could be wrong. But okay, natural, it's, it's like a fixer. Yeah, that's like, what like, I kind of get from like that. Like a uh, like a wolf from Pulp Fiction. I'm just here to clear up your problems. Yeah. So the National Transitional Council would be the council that's going to take over after Gaddafi is removed. Mm-hmm. Um, the UAE and France are supplying weapons mm-hmm. to them. Um, so that's where that is. Um, NATO mm-hmm. starts airstriking. Wow. Yeah, it is like really extreme. That's huge. For yeah, them. NATO just starts airstriking targets in Libya, um, and including um, they bombed Tripoli at one point, killing one of Gaddafi's sons. I think his sixth son. Oh, Jane. And three of his grandkids. 
fucking dunk. Holy yeah. hell. So it's already like target like they're getting after him. Yeah. Yeah. It gets it escalates real fast. And this is what the UN was trying to avoid. They killed one of his kids? They in an airstrike, they killed one of his kids. And he's got like a bunch. Yeah, but still, it's your kid. Yeah. They, Sophie's choice, buddy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you gotta remember, his kids are also, like, up in his government, like, being yeah, well, shitty. Well, Gaddafi's choice, fine. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, that so, sucks. You so lost they, a kid. They kill his sixth son and three of his grandsons um, in a Tripoli bombing. Holy hell. So, um... A triple bombing. He's a triple bombing. <laughs> From three grandsons. Yes. Um, That's terrible. <laughs> so... <laughs> so... Like, like I said, at this point, this is so much more than a civil war. Right. Like, this isn't, like, a, a Libyan-Libyan thing, like... There's other countries getting involved, and even NATO is like fucking doing air airstrikes. Like, so like this civil war, quote unquote, is just a battlefield. It's a world attack. It's a world attack. This is a world attack on Gaddafi. Right. Like, so things are not going well for him. Um, so uh, with the help of NATO and the NTC, eventually Gaddafi is cornered. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's only got like his select guard. He doesn't really have a lot, like, a lot of options left. Um, like, he's just got, like, a little pocket of power. Very, um, Osama. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, very it's, it's closing in on him. It's, it's very, you know, George Bush, we got him. No, that, uh, or, no, Saddam, Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. Sorry, yeah, Saddam Hussein. Bad. Yeah, yeah, my so, bad. Yeah, yeah. After Tripoli fell, um, Gaddafi and his guards. Oh, were, that was Obama that said, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Yeah. That was Obama. Yeah, was but Osama. Bush was going after Bush Hussein. Bush was Hussein. Yeah. yeah. My bad, my bad. Yeah, so, yeah. after Tripoli fell, um, Gaddafi was completely on the run. Um, just moving from site to site, mm-hmm. trying to stay under the radar, and just really, like, it, there's nothing left for him. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he ends up getting, like... Well, dude, if you want to be a martyr, fucking... Pop, there's your chance. Out. Yeah, there's your that chance. That was your chance. Buddy. No, no. Like... He wasn't going to go out without yeah. a fight, but, like, that's not how martyrs work. Like, <laughs> whack-a-holy moly. Let's do it. <laughs> like, stand up, dude. Get whacked. Yeah, no. Yeah, he didn't really want to be a martyr. Like, he right. just thought he would be because he thought his people loved him. Well, here's your chance, big fella. Yeah, well, he's realizing that people don't love him, so you can't be a martyr for people who hate you. Yeah, yeah, okay. No. So, interesting. Like, it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So... When he eventually gets backed into a, a, the, the true corner, um, him and his personal guard are stuck at a construction site. Like, which, I mean, like, there's no, like, deeper corner than that. Like, they don't even have a base. They're at a construction site. Um, him and his, like, right-hand man, I think it's his brother-in-law, um, they try to hide in some drainage pipes. Uh, ew, dude. Yeah. Well, they're like, it's a construction. They're not like full of sewage. Like, yeah, they're but still, pipes. that's like Shawshank style. Yeah, he's trying like, to hide in some pipes. Like, he's not covered in shit or anything, but he's just like. But still, a pipe is the lowest form. Yeah, he's of literally hiding. hiding in a pipe. Right. At a construction site. Yeah. Everyone knows in this fucking square block radius, like, <laughs> you're in there. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, no. So. I'll build a pipeline from the end to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there we go. And, um, so. He's hiding in there. They find him. They drag him out. He is dragged through the streets, um, being beaten. What? Shot. Like, some people say he was sh- shot in the stomach. He's dragged through the streets. Being Some people even say he was being stabbed in the asshole with a knife while he's being dragged. And just being stabbed repeatedly in every which way. Like, people are just literally ripping apart his body while he's being dragged through the street. 
which ultimately leads up like he's at one point just being dragged naked. Like his clothes are just ripped off. He's being stabbed straight up the ass. Like just being annihilated. This is what I was telling you earlier off air. Like this is where you're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, so he eventually, um, later after all this, he's already presumed dead at this point. But at the time, like they didn't, they didn't really think he was dead. So his half naked stabbed, beaten shot body is thrown into the back of a pickup truck, which while it drives away, his body falls out onto the dirt. And then transported for autopsy. And like, it's, it's, by the time he gets to the hospital, like they, then they say he's dead. Um, does he just like, does he just show up at the hospital with dental records? Like, is the only thing left of him teeth to identify so, his body? I don't know if, if you don't, I don't know if you've seen this, but this is all recorded. It's on, on it, phones. I've seen this. You've seen the, I've it? seen them pull him out. I of, do not want to You've see not that. seen it? I don't want to see I've it. I've seen the video of them pulling him out and just stabbing him repeatedly Listen, okay. to the truck. You know how, like, okay, so I saw one bad video when I was a teenager of, of real life gore. It was like a Faces of Death kind of thing. Oh, yeah, my dad where, watched that whole movie with me. Right, where it was like, I saw <laughs> Bud Dwyer yeah. shoot his brains out mm-hmm. on television. And since then, I don't do good with gore. Yeah. I hate gore. Yeah, I love scary movies. I know, you don't like gore. I don't like gore. I love scary movies. I like drama, but I don't like gore for gore's sake. Yeah. So I will never see this. See, when I was younger, my dad, and I say younger, I was like maybe like 12, 13. My dad uh, took me to Blockbuster one day. We rented Faces of Death and then watched it and then thought it was so good. We went back up Faces of Death 2. And then my dad also introduced me to Rotten.com. Oh, I remember Rotten. Which was just like murder pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Mur- murder porn. Murder porn. By the way, did you see that? Yeah, you caught a fly. Um, or you slapped a fly. Oh, no, you caught it. No, I caught it. All right, it. Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, you got it. Um, so, yeah, I see. There was a, there, this is all recorded on cell phones. So there was a video you could watch of Gaddafi being dragged through the streets and just no, obliterated. The, the fly I just caught is the most gorgeous. <laughs> okay. Um... So his son is also found, one of his other sons, is found later dead in a ditch with similar injuries. Um, after that, uh, oh, and they also got his brother-in-law. So like, why, why does it say that Gaddafi died by gunshot? Because they believe that he, like, so during being dragged, there was um, a person who shot him in the stomach, and they believe that that... Oh, that was the one. They say, some people say that that was the fatal shot. Okay. But he was also being stabbed in the asshole, too. Well, you and don't like, know when somebody's dying. Or like, dead. If you keep killing them. Yeah, and if you're just dragging them along, who are you to say when he died? Like, when does somebody die if you keep trying to kill yeah, them? Yeah, and then you throw him in a truck and he falls out of the truck. Right. Like, when is he dead? So, I told you. God, fuck, You want Cody. justice. This is a lot of justice. Um, you know, it, it's a serendipity because, like, I want justice, but, like, it, like bad shouldn't beget more bad. And this is real bad. Like... This is real bad. It, it's capital. That's what yeah. it is. It's capital punishment. It's and like, I'm, I'm still torn on that topic. Yeah, I know. Like, I want people to atone for their sins, for sure. Yeah. But I don't know in what way though. how ready I am for the ultimate of yeah. that. 
Yeah, no, I mean, you have a fair point. Um, so when he was captured, obviously, like, he's dead. Not captured. Dragged and beaten. His son is found dead. His brother-in-law dead. Uh, another 140 of his loyalists are also captured. 66 are found later executed at a hotel. Holy shit. Like, there's just, like, this hotel, like, they're just bodies. 66 bodies. They're like, oh, I guess someone killed these guys, too. Cool. When, when, when Gaddafi took power, he only killed five. Like, yeah, we're already up, we're getting close to 100 here. Is, like, what? where's the change? It's just a lot of anger, man. Like, it's a lot of anger. Because he killed a lot more throughout it, so... He did, listen, I'm not taking anything more from that. Yeah. But if you want to change systemic... But like, dude, look at but like we're talking. This is a lot of shit for all the deaths he had from like '69 to 2011. So like, it's eye for an eye. It's eyes for eyes. It's it's in like, it's eyes for an eye. Yeah, I get. No, 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 no. He no, had it's eyes for eyes. eyes. He had eyes. Like he killed he, just because he killed five when he transitioned doesn't excuse what he did later. You're right. He did kill two every year on the year. Exactly. Like that alone. Like I'm just. Like, so hold on, hold on. It's so, not justice because nothing changes. I know. So, after, okay, so they find the 66 executed loyalists at that hotel. After Gaddafi is confirmed dead, they throw his body in a deli freezer. Just let that sink in. Like, they went to, like, a market. And just put him in a freezer. Yeah, just fucking. And hook. then, like, I, I know what you did last summer, meat hook. Yeah. Just hung up from ice. Bag no, no, no. Like, think of like a, way. think of like a, like a, not like a hook, like, like the freezer that someone has in their basement where they keep their steak. They just tossed him in. Oh, like a garage fridge? Yeah, like they, just to preserve it. And then they put it on display for four days, for everyone to come up and see it, just to make sure that, like, for people to know he was dead. Oh, they Walt Disney him. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he so, got Walt Disney. So for four days, so he gets thrown into like some random meat locker mm-hmm. and froze, you know, on ice, and then just gets paraded for four days for people to just come up and like see his dead body and be like, "Yeah, fuck that guy." Um, and then he's buried in an unmarked spot I in the desert. In the desert, in which the desert, is almost like what A he would really kind of want. He yeah, really right, would right. want that, and um, I'm, I'm convinced, but no one knows where because they just. Dug a hole, put him in there, and left it. Listen, like, I'm convinced about this fact. Is that a lot of dictators that we talk about, or a lot of like really mean, aggressive people, are buried in unnamed, unknown locations. Of course, yeah. Because they can't get, at that point, cadaver sign-audit. Yeah. They can't get dug up, put on trial, mm-hmm. like Gigi Allen-style pissed on. Yeah. Like, nobody can show up to their grave and take a dump straight on it saying, fuck you forever. Yeah. I think these people, these dictators, are buried in unknown, uh, unnamed, unknown loca- locations is is so they can actually rest in peace. Yeah. Because the, the, the day, not, like, there are, like, wouldn't, like, on April 7th, the day that he decided... Everyone just took a shit. Everyone just would take a shit on his grave. Yeah. You'd think that'd be, like... Fair, but it's like also I think it was like just move on, like right. get o- like not get over, but like just we have to move forward. Like we're gonna bury him in the desert where no one can find him, and we're gonna forget him. Like I always say like, to you, like I think the best revenge is forgetting. Mm-hmm. Like we don't get to think about you anymore. Yeah, he has no legacy. So like, wouldn't that be almost in the sense of 
like abolishment kind of like um what is that called like what what, what happened to Romeo when he got um uh, ban- banished yeah like Romeo got banished in, in you know Shakespeare's finest work Romeo and Juliet yeah got banished like that, I think that's the ultimate punishment I don't think that killing somebody is the ultimate punishment I think it's forgetting, forgetting somebody yeah, yeah is the ultimate punishment. of course yeah 100% so you don't get to exist anymore in my mind yeah is the best death us as a country are moving on right and this whole country that you th- said you loved so much mm-hmm. Is going to never think about you Mark, again. Mark's going to love this bit. This is for Mark. Oh, I hope so. All right, so Mark's going to love it. Mark and I once got in a fight with people on um, uh, a subway. Okay. And we got in a, a very heated argument with these two other dudes mm-hmm. on, on a subway in New York. We were, going, we were coming back from a Yankees game. And uh, they were yelling at Mark for no reason. They were just really mad at Mark. And I was like, please, for the love of God, like... Stop it. Like, you know, I'm kind of like uh, in, in man, like, I don't want to fight you. You don't want to fight yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to know what's going to fight. Like, it's going to be messy. Fighting, if you've ever been in one, it sucks. Yeah. I hate getting yeah. hit. I hate hitting. It hurts my hands. It hurts my face. Yeah. Nobody wants to do it. And I stepped in and it was like, if you're going to hit somebody, just fucking hit me, dude. Get it over with. Yeah. Like, let's do it. Like, you fucking punch me, whatever. Like, you get it out of your system, hit me in the face. And he was like, well, I don't want it. I was like, well, then get off the fucking subway. Yeah. Then done. And I, you know, he got off the subway and I said, uh, when these doors close, I'm going to forget you forever. Nice. And the doors just closed. The subway doors closed. And Mark was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, that was crazy. Yeah. And it was like one of the, the most. But you didn't be able to talk about it now. Well, 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 but no, it's but so like, good. But though. it was just like, a, it was just like, I think that's the best revenge is. It is. It. Yeah. It's telling you, it's telling that person. You're not important. Right. Like, you're you're a fucking... But you know what? That guy kind of wins because I remember that moment. <laughs> like, everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, but, like, you... you He doesn't know that. Yeah. You stuck doesn't... it to him at that moment. Yeah. Like, you are a fucking speck on you're this done. earth. Like, yeah. So, you, you are a pale blue dot in my solar system, my friend. Yeah. So, All right. So, let's do it. Oh, we finished it. We, we did we, it. Hey, can we high five real quick? Yeah. All right. All right, so we uh, love you guys for listening. Yes. Uh, we have a lot of people to thank mm. after this episode. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, Angel. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a fan. Uh, we really appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Uh, there's a few other people. Uh, Brandy, Paul, Joe, Chris. Cody, uh, Cody's wife, Brenda. But yeah, Brenda, always listening, uh, always telling me how to, to like not suck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just a few other like coworkers that I have that listen that have been really spreading the word. Oh, hell yeah. uh, Victoria. You're, I know you're out there like listening to every episode. You rock. Um, you've spread it across your entire store, which is great. Oh, thank you. Um, Nathan, thank you for fucking tuning in every week. Uh, one of my personal coworkers at my store who just tuned in, uh, Ethan, thank you for uh, listening and then coming to me the next day telling me how much you liked it. Oh, wonderful. So, Thanks, Ethan. Thank you, Ethan. Thanks, Ethan. Um, that was really uplifting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you guys are awesome. Well, hey, hey, like, listen, like, just tell all your friends, like, get us out there. We just want to, we want to share this with everybody, and, like, we're doing well, but we want your help to do better. We always want to do better. And like, we just want to, we want to reach more ears. Yeah. So, thank you guys. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, spreading mm-hmm. it out there. Yeah. Um, and just tell people, like, when you do spread it, like, if they are listening on Apple, like, on any iPhones, like, to hit the review. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. We do need it. Like, I see the reviews. Like, it, it helps. Like, yeah. You know, the more the better. So, know. Justice Time Machine at gmail.com. Uh, find us at Justice Time Machine on Instagram, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not Twitter. 
Not Facebook. Nah, we're not on there. But, hey, and we're going to give it up to Mark. Mark, uh, apologies in advance. <laughs> this is a weird one. And, Do what you uh, can, bud. Take it away, our fine British amigo. Yeah, yeah. My, my, hey, hey, rock and or roll is here to stay, as is the Justice Time Machine. Welcome back, listeners. This week, we learnt a lot about Gaddafi, a man who later in life could have easily passed as an extra from the movie House of Wax. CJ and Cody went to town on this guy and clearly researched the hell out of this episode. However, we were left with two unanswered questions this week. The first of which was, what happened to King Idris after Gaddafi came to power? So, after the bloodless coup of 1969, he and his queen travelled to Greece before eventually going into exile in Egypt. In November 1971, King Idris was put on trial in absentia in the Libyan's people court and was sentenced to death. However, he escaped any such punishment and went on to live to 94 years old, dying peacefully in a hospital in Cairo. And speaking of people who went on to live long lives, who the hell is Henry Kissinger? Well, first of all, he was certainly not one of the 44 presidents of the United States of America. He technically never could have been. I'll explain now. Henry Kissinger was born on May 27th, 1923, in the Bavaria region of Germany, and grew up in an Orthodox Jewish household. Fearing the increased anti-Semitism in mid-1930s Germany and the impending tragedy of the Holocaust, his family decided to flee Germany and seek asylum in the United States in 1938. As they set sail for New York City, Kissinger was a 15-year-old teenager. After settling into life in the US, Kissinger graduated from high school in 1940 and continued on to the City College of New York, where he studied to become an accountant. In 1943, Kissinger became a naturalized American citizen and as a result was soon after drafted into the army to fight in World War II. Thus, just five years after he left, Kissinger found himself back in his homeland of Germany, fighting the very Nazi regime from which he and his family had once fled. Serving first as a rifleman in France and then as a G2 intelligence officer in Germany. It was at this point that Kissinger abandoned his plan to become an accountant and would instead decide to become an academic with a focus on political history. In 1947, upon his return to the United States, he was admitted to Harvard University to complete his undergraduate coursework. Kissinger's senior 383-page thesis completed in 1950 tackled a vast subject matter, the meaning of history. Upon graduating summa cum laude in 1950, Kissinger decided to remain at Harvard to pursue a PhD in the Department of Government, where he would eventually obtain his doctorate in 1954 and stay on as a member of the faculty. From 1961 to 68, in addition to teaching at Harvard, Kissinger served as a special advisor to Presidents John F. Kennedy and Lyndon B. Johnson on matters of foreign policy. <clears throat> but it wasn't until 1969 
that he would finally leave Harvard for good when incoming President Richard Nixon appointed him as National Security Advisor, serving in that role from 1969 to 75, and then as Secretary of State from 1973 to 77. During this time, Kissinger would prove to be one of the most dominant, influential, and controversial statesmen in American history. The great foreign policy trial of Kissinger's career was the Vietnam War. By the time he became National Security Advisor in 1969, the Vietnam War had become enormously costly, deadly, and very unpopular. Seeking to achieve what he called peace with honor, Kissinger combined diplomatic initiatives and troop withdrawals with devastating bombing campaigns on North Vietnam designed to improve the American bargaining position and maintain the country's credibility with its international allies and enemies. On January 27, 1973, Kissinger and his North Vietnamese negotiating partner finally signed a ceasefire agreement to end direct American involvement in the conflict. Both men were honored with the 1973 Nobel Peace Prize, but only Kissinger collected his award. Nevertheless, Kissinger's handling of the Vietnam War was highly controversial. His peace with honor strategy prolonged the war for four years from 1969 to 73, during which time 22,000 American troops and countless Vietnamese died. Kissinger, who turned 97 this year, was not a popular figure in American politics. And to reinforce that notion, I have two quotes. Henry Kissinger is one of the worst people to ever be a force for good, was said by Nicholas Thompson, editor of the NewYorker.com. And Henry Kissinger may be the most overrated public figure of our times, was said by David Greenberg, professor of history at Rutgers University. However, to bring everything full circle, I read an article recently on foreignpolicy.com that argued Kissinger's ideas have more resonance now because we are clearly in a place similar to the American weakness in the 70s when foreign policy elites were not thinking of triumph, but purely of survival. And tying us back to this week's episode, according to Henry Kissinger's memoirs, the government of the US President Richard Nixon had prepared a covert program to assassinate Gaddafi and other Libyans who had led the 1969 revolution against a corrupt monarchy but this was abandoned because of big oil companies like Exxon and Mobil preferred to cut a deal with the regime, albeit on tougher terms. Okay, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. Shout out myself goes to my, my dear friend Natalie, who tunes in every week and actually listened to Justice Time Machine way before I was involved with the project. Um, but thank you to everyone. Uh, until next time. As always, take care of one another and be safe.